0: Hello, hello, what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of FKB Full Kit Banter coming to you on the night of the 26th of January. Happy Chinese New Year to all our Chinese listeners and for those who don't celebrate well, I hope you had a good break. Um, welcome back and we actually have pretty much a full house today. We have everyone but BK who uh, you know came back a little bit late from his... Uh, holiday of his own so BK if you're watching or you know if you're listening hope you're having a good rest but um yeah welcome back everyone and and especially the two boys who went to uh Europe this end of the year Cash of course coming back a little bit earlier but Lionel just came back I think uh just a couple of days ago Lionel um uh, you're there right? yeah, yeah. yeah um Lionel's been like all over Europe and we just wanted to like check in on like what he's been up to. Uh, he's been very nice in sharing his footage from um, the two Bundesliga games that he's been to. So Lionel, take it away, man. Let's let's hear a bit about what what this experience has been like. Yeah, I I actually was away for like eight weeks, so it it's been a pretty long time
1: since I've, I've been on the pod. Um, you know, I was I had the opportunity to watch the World Cup, um, overseas, and I managed to catch the final like at the bar with like so many people and. It was an amazing experience. I I have to say that you know in my in all my years of watching football, right, this has to be the best World Cup final. Like there are so there's like it, it couldn't be even like there there's no like World Cup final as interesting or as exciting as this. Like this thing had everything inside, and I feel like you know um it's kind of like a fairy tale ending for for Messi because you know um he he I'm not really sure if this was actually his uh, last world cup but he said that he declared that this was his last and you know it's just written in the stars and you know it's such an amazing experience to catch games live like i actually watched the some of the games live um like the netherlands game i watched it in the netherlands itself so mm-hmm. you could tell like the 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 home fans are so supportive of their club wait ne-
0: netherlands argentina yeah
1: yeah, as in like, um, <laughs> I I was I was actually as in unfortunately I couldn't catch that game to the very end because I, I had pre-booked like a and a tour at the museum, but the moment I left the museum right, I heard, like like so many people shouting and screaming and then running outside to the streets and just screaming, and then I was like, no, it can't be, and then when I checked the scoreline, I saw that I think it was Vag Horse, right that yeah. scored like the last minute goal, and then it brought it to penalties. Um, after the extra time So um, I think that was quite an amazing experience To actually be in a country uh, with the locals Where they are watching the World Cup And especially when their team is playing So it's a really different experience From just you know looking at your screen And then watching the World Cup back in Singapore So I think that was an amazing experience And I was fortunate enough to catch uh, my team Man City at the Etihad right. on, on New Year's Eve but I would say that The downside not, is Not that the best we, game It was not the to. best game I think <laughs> I, I felt like City City didn't really look good And I, I believe You guys know as well Like offline I've been saying that You know City looks so um,
0: They look we, we, so dreadful we, Yeah we'll definitely Touch more on City yeah, And what your thoughts are On, on the whole title run in But th- Tell us yeah. more about their game At the Etihad Yeah so um,
1: Like they look so Like uh. Like fatigued because I think sixteen of our players went to the World Cup. So, um, firstly, I think the atmosphere there was buzzing.
0: It's such a huge stadium. So can uh, wait, wait, wait. Before you continue, can we put to rest the rumors that it's the empty heart? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, like, like, like you. I think you guys saw the footage, right? It's yeah. actually quite packed. Honestly, it's very packed. So, um, it's so not you, you as heard, empty you heard as it first, man. Yeah, it's not as empty <laughs> as what people say it is. Um, honestly, like I actually did a stadium tour the day before because right. if I did like a tour on the day itself, I wouldn't have access to like the players' locker rooms and stuff. Um, and I would say that City's facilities are quite amazing. Like they they really um give the players what they need to make sure they feel like. Did their they best. have jacuzzis? So, yeah, yeah, they, they had almost everything. And um <laughs> I I would say that like um they I think the the most interesting part of the city tour was the locker room because I actually got to be in a locker room where, um, you know, Pep gives his Pep talks hey. and like, <laughs> hey. but but I would say that like, um, being able to be in that dressing room and like, f- look and feel like the the players' jerseys and stuff, it was quite it's quite surreal. Like, um, I think it's an experience that you know, even if you are not like a city fan, right? You sure. should just do a stadium tour and just see how how things are like in the facilities because I mean I don't mean to digress but a certain a certain player from a certain club actually called out that facilities in the club has not changed so I think all this is actually oh it's not just one dude like another
0: (laughs) one like did on a recent podcast as well yeah
1: he's not full of
2: he's
0: not full of it apparently it's like a real thing
1: yeah and and like you know when they showed like where the away fans are being accommodated Mm -hmm. in the city ground right you can tell that like they are trying their best to affect their psy- their psyche because also yeah because like when i was at the the city dressing room right and their gym it looks like very professional gym very clean and all this oh. but when I, when i went to like the the away uh the the, the accommodation area for the away site right it's very like simple very minimal it's like uh, so the pre like yeah investment. it's ka- it, it looks like, like <laughs> it looks like the United locker room. Yeah, it, it it's it's it looks very uh um, it looks very uninviting. And like the tour guide actually told us, oh, it's because they want to really affect their psyche before the game. It's like it makes
0: sense. Yeah,
1: and, and it's like even for um the stadium, right? There's only a small portion allocated to the away fans. So it and then like everyone else are like men's defense or like visitors, right? So all of this is to kind of toy with the away fans psychology. But Uh, The game itself Apart from the buzzing atmosphere And everything um, I think Everton were just Missing the World Cup so much that They started time wasting for minute 1 And like when he ran into storage time It was like plus 11 Mm -hmm. So so, um, Honestly We ran the game We did so well But we were not clinical enough To kill the game off And we were just beaten by The brilliance of the Murray Gray Who is surprisingly on the bench now I'm not sure why, but um, everything else apart from that goal, I think City really played brilliantly. The fans were amazing. Uh, everyone started to get pretty agitated whenever Everton like were up with their like their theatrics and all their shenanigans. But I will say that you know, in hindsight, um, having a draw at the City, uh, the City Stadium live means that I have to go back and watch them win. So Yeah, it's like um, a it's
0: like a moral victory. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: like it's like a BK say it's the supporters uh, curse, man. Mm. So but I think apart from that, even even walking away with a draw, I would say that the experience was phenomenal, man. Like I think it's it's like every um club fan's dream to watch their team play live, especially if you are a fan that lives abroad. So definitely an experience. Um it was really amazing.
0: Yeah. It no, was a really amazing experience. Man. And and it's fu- It's funny because you actually went to watch a couple games in Germany, uh, Bundesliga. You you ironically went back to Erling Haaland's old stomping ground. Uh, tell us a bit about that experience in, in Dortmund. Yeah. So, um, I also had how, the privilege. W- w- how how different was it f- between like the the English fans, the atmosphere they created, and the ones in Germany? I'm actually quite like really curious to hear that. Yeah. So, um, you know. I would say that
1: watching a game in England versus watching a game in Germany is really different because mm-hmm. um, okay, I had the privilege of not just watching the Dortmund game. I was a day earlier. I was at Wolfsburg, so I'd say that it's very different because I think when I went to Wolfsburg first, which is um, as we all know, it's definitely not as big of a club in Germany as compared to Dortmund. When I was in Wolfsburg, right, I was sitting at the, ob- uh, the home section with the Wolfsburg fans. And I was really, really impressed by, like, the fans' support for the team. Like, even at the city ground, right, um, I think because the city ground was so big, right, and I was kind of sitting quite far away from uh, the home fans cheering section, like, it felt soft, but when I was in Wolfsburg, where it's a pretty much smaller stadium, the Volkswagen Arena is a pretty uh, small stadium, but because of the fact I was sitting near the home section, right, like. They were cheering from minute one all the way to minute ninety, and I was like, "Dude, this is not even like Dortmund or Bayern Munich, and like their fans are already, like, this hyped." Yeah, this hype so energetic, yeah, yeah. and it's and it's not even like a big game. It, it was against okay, it was against Freiburg who were second, who were, which are now seventh after two games. So it Jesus. shows how competitive the <laughs> Bundesliga is, and like even for even for uh, the Freiburg fans right who were right at the corner. They they were also going mental. La. They were like they set up flares, they were cheering and then waving their flags, banging on the drums and all. And like I felt like, oh my goodness, like is this how a Bundesliga game is? It's so it's so hyped, so much energy and passion from the fans. And um I think I was so uh, fortunate enough to be rewarded uh, with a six 0 victory for Wolfsburg and I was really impressed by it how Wolfsburg played, like, I think I was sharing offline that they kind of, uh, they kind of reflected how uh, last season's Liverpool played. Very attacking and interesting football. um, Yeah, so it was a pretty good experience at uh, Wolfsburg. So it kind of got me hyped for the Dortmund game. And when I went to Dortmund, right, saw the yellow wall and uh, watched the game, like, the stadium was really rocking, man. Like, the Dortmund fans are quite passionate because, like, Whenever, for example, whenever a, a ball goes out of play uh, by a, a Dortmund player Or if like, it is not, they are not playing to the style of attacking football Like how we know prime Dortmund used to You can see the fans like standing up and then like just like cussing out in German <laughs> but, but whenever like Dortmund scored, everyone would just like shout, scream and hug each other Even like, like I was there alone right, because I was backpacking sure, right? sure. But like random people will just start to like um, try to bring like, you, get you involved in yeah. the,
0: the the game, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: So so it kind of felt like wow, like
2: the
1: like the atmosphere at German games, right? It's amazing. Like you can tell that the Germans really uh, love their football. They are so passionate about their football. It's like they are wearing their heart on their sleeves whenever like um, the opposition attack them, and then whenever like their team started to attack, you can tell like oh everybody everybody will stand up together, and then everyone will like like make sound effects like oh man like or start to cheer together so you can tell that okay i mean because i've maybe i've not been into enough um like uh games in england but i would say that you can really tell that the german fans really love like their sport and i felt that it was an incredible experience if, if you guys like the listeners and whosoever are listening to this if you have an opportunity to go to germany I highly recommend that mm. you watch you watch a, a game in the Bundesliga even if it's not like uh, the a, a the fancy this game, right? Yeah, yeah, even if it's not like even if it's not like a a game that involves like uh, by mooning or Dortmund, yeah. I would still say definitely catch a game because the experience and, and the love from the fans and the emotion is just unbelievable. Like you have to go and see it. And of course if you are in England, you have to go and catch City Play and if not <laughs> then if you are in London, there are there are many other options. Um but I would say that yeah, it's not, not really, Chelsea or Spurs. Yeah. Maybe not Chelsea or Spurs right <laughs> now. But I would say that it's really and I was really fortunate and humbled by being there because I realised that even if like we tease them to be one of like the farmer's league, right? Uh, yeah, uh, looking but, back I think yeah. that's
0: super like unfair right now. Yeah
1: but, yeah, but 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 now but now when I actually watch the Bundesliga games live, mm-hmm. right, I realize that I it kind of start to uh I start to like remove that form of like uh perception that it is a farmer They've done league. their because, job in many ways. Yeah, they yeah, I feel inverted you Yeah, right? yeah. yeah and, and I'll say that just a public decoration if you if you're wondering which is my favorite uh German club, I'm gonna say it's gonna be Wolfsburg man. It's like it's so amazing. Like I've never expected um a club that it, even though they are not uh part of like the Champions League or anything, I feel that this club um it's really a club that shows so much love and support, and like the fans around me were really, really friendly. So I think Wolfsburg—it's an amazing team. I had I had a chance to meet their under twenty-one goalkeeper. I think his name is um, Philipp Schulzer. I had a I had a small chat with him. Got a picture. Got got an autograph. He, he's officially like, like, a
0: friend of the show if we followed him on Instagram. So he he's yeah. a certified friend of FKB. So there you go, man. Our first professional footballer who's who's Friend of the show. Well yeah, done so, agent so,
1: like, no. Yeah, so mate, Philip, if you are listening to this, <laughs> may you do well in your career, I'm gonna man. I, I, him. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I, I really hope that you make it to the top, uh in whichever league, whether it's in Bundesliga or whatever, and if you make it to the top, I will definitely go back and
2: watch. Well I mean uh, Man City I mean, need I mean, a I mean, number Yeah, two, yeah, right? Yeah, that that like, no, as in Man City need at number one.
3: Yeah. yeah <laughs> oh yeah, oh, oh, oh <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah, but if you're no listening yeah
1: if you're if you listening, man, I, I really appreciate it. Um it's been amazing to watch your club oh, play. Dude, and but if
2: you ever listen to this. Yeah. Yep. Imagine yeah. if he, he really makes it as Man City's number one, man. That wow. would be That would be so amazing, man. That'll be like that'll that be like definitely like reverse
1: effect playing man. for Man
0: City, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by by affiliation. But I'm actually oh, yeah. curious, you, when when do you meet him? Like before like, before I, I let Sash jump in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, so so the interesting thing was um I think it was it's my ritual, like whenever I have a, there's a football game I'm going to catch right I try to make it a point To go like Maybe an hour and a half Or two hours earlier Just to tour the stadium oh, Like the sure outside like, yeah. So so when I was working outside I actually saw Him there He was doing a A fan signing So I was Ooh. like Oh man how,
3: how do you How do you even recognise him though The girls like,
1: <laughs> No no Because Because there was like A, a mini Like a kiosk So right. he was there And then I was like Hey this guy He He doesn't look like A typical Like citizen He's definitely <laughs> He's definitely a footballer, but I just couldn't recognise who he is. So actually, when I went to check, right, I was like, "Oh, it's him." Then I, I just, I was like, "Okay, let." I think I need to get a photo and an autograph. So when I went up, I just had a small chat with him, and then, um, yeah, he was he was like the nicest lad. He was so smiley, so receptive, and then he was like, "Hey, uh, thanks for travelling from so far just to watch us play." Then I just told him, like, as a passing comment, that, "Hey, I hope you make it in the league, wherever you are, whether it's in Wolfsburg or wherever. Uh, and I hope you you do well Wow, that's yeah, awesome so, yeah. yeah, so it, it was an amazing ex- Like When I was in like Dortmund and City, right I don't think they, they They have like Players like Just at a like a stand To to do fan meets It's usually in a very Professional setting, sure. right yeah, yeah, But yeah. This, this was such an Open setting Like right beside him Was like uh, uh, a, Like a bar Like a bar Like a casual bar mm-hmm. And like food places So it's very Welcoming You know, there were like Kids who went out for pictures And stuff, so I, that's why I really felt like Wolfsburg. It's kind of like it's like a family uh, club, a, a club that is run like a family club. Like even after the game, right? When I left, I I could see like all these little children like playing. Then they were like playing with their scarves. Then they were like so uh, happy, just being at the stadium. So I think this is why I I felt like you know, this this club is amazing. Yeah, even though it's not a club in the Champions League, but I feel that you know, if if a club can create such an atmosphere and be so supportive of its fans, right? And give the fans what he wants Then I think that's An amazing club
2: Yeah
0: oh, Sash, were you, you going to jump in earlier?
2: Yeah, I just want to add in that uh, We did tag uh, Mr. Philip Schultz On uh, Instagram Like it was the photo That you took with him And yeah. he reacted to it Oh I yeah I told you
0: man he's, he's, yeah. he's part of the family dude mm-hmm. he's, he's, F- he's part of FKB Like <laughs> He doesn't man. know it yet But he's yeah. like a member and we will be riding his coattails for the rest of his career. So <laughs> yeah, it's that's like, cool.
2: It's like how we have like the Frog Watch Hall of Shame, but like Philip Shoes, it's he's in our hall of, of fame. I know it sounds cheesy. He's just AF, a boss for life. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's just his Mr. Boss watch, which we just call it the, the Philip Shoes watch. It's already clear of
0: Moyer in my opinion. <laughs> like Moyer's like a massive like
2: fraud. Yeah, I mean Philip Shoes. if you ever listen to this plot, uh really hope that you you make it uh I'm I mean, just gonna attack
0: him Germany number one. Yeah. That's gonna be
2: them party Yeah,
1: dude. Yeah, right. but I, I think I think speaking of frauds, right? Um oh, Yeah, wow. so I think I think I think I, I okay, I wouldn't say it's fraudulent, but I would say that um comparing to the Dortmund we know of the past, I felt like oh, this, uh, when, that is terrible. Yeah, yeah I, when I watched the Dortmund game, like yeah sure they they beat um Augsburg uh 4-3, but I felt like when I watched the game, it doesn't look like the Dortmund of the past. Like, counter-attacking football, very fast pace. the turnover is very quick. It looked very sluggish, and, like, I think they were getting run rampant by Augsburg, especially in the midfield. They definitely lost the midfield battle, battle through the 90 minutes. I would say that, um, apart from that, I think it's like whenever um, Dortmund scored, right? they will equalise. And then when they scored the second time, they will equalise. And I could tell from the fans, right, like, whenever, um, top, like, I think their passing accuracy wasn't really good. I'm not sure what the stat is, but their passing accuracy wasn't good. Their midfield was getting, um, rinsed. And I felt like they lacked so much finesse. Like, if Augsburg were more clinical, I think Augsburg would have gotten away with a point. And I think a point would have been fair. But what I would say is that, um, they... Dortmund, I think it was Reyna. Like Reyna scored an amazing goal at the end to to win it for Dortmund. Um, it was an amazing game, it was 4-3, like um it's a seven goal game, it was a goal fest, and I was so privileged to be there just to watch that. Like as a neutral, it's an amazing experience. Like you could tell from like from the the emotion of the fans, like the how delirious they was when uh they scored and then they were, like, brought back to earth whenever uh, the opposition got a go-back. So, it was a crazy, amazing experience. And speaking of amazing, right, I think uh, there was a player who really was... Who stood out like a rose among thorns uh, in, from the team. And I'm sure everyone knows, I've been raving about him. And it's the 19-year-old Jude Bellingham. Like, he... When I saw him play, right, as in no disrespect, but I could tell that he was... Levels above, like, his entire team.
0: Like, even though he's 19, right, he really ran the midfield. Shout we out could- to Birmingham for retiring his number. We all laughed at <laughs> them, but who's laughing now? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like, everyone kept saying that, like, Bellingham, It's he's like the next English protégé, and he's the next Steven Gerrard, you know, hin-hin. But, mm. but when I watched him live, right, I could understand why. Like, he, he's on a different level despite his age and I think that whether he's if he's gonna stay at Dortmund or move to another club right? I think this this guy is a guy to watch like he is really class like I can't emphasize how how well he played whether it's on the ball or off the ball and what a goal by Bellingham uh, in the first half like I think this guy I think wherever he goes I, I think he's gonna flourish whether it is Madrid or Liverpool City This guy is gonna Definitely uh, Be
0: one to watch Yeah I mean we've seen A lot of hype jobs In the past right But I think even From what I've seen At the World Cup And my The few instances Of watch Dortmund In the Champions League That you can tell He's special Just his maturity Like Like like, I'm not comparing The two but You just look at A former English Prospect in Delhi Ali Right You knew the talent Was there But he never quite Had the maturity with Bellingham at 19, you can already see, like, this guy is a captain in the making. Like, he just has that about him. And, and like, I don't know. I, from a Liverpool perspective, just the rumours, you know, it, it's obviously heart-wrenching because at this point, it's anyone's guess where he goes, but I certainly hope he, he shows up at Anfield. And kudos to you for sending me the... The Dortmund chance of you'll never walk alone, right? Like that was cool, that yeah. was so cool to hear, and hopefully he likes the sound of that. If you get my drift,
1: yeah. I yeah. think yeah. potentially you could be hearing more of that, but just hope. at a different ground.
0: Let's hope.
1: Yeah, but, but it's I, think, cool, yeah, it's I think I think that's
0: a really cool experience, man.
1: Yeah, but I'll just say one more thing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think the stadium like erupted when uh they brought Sebastian Haller on because yes. I actually found out that.
0: He he I'm not sure whether he, he he beaten or he's beating cancer. I think I think he went to chemo and he's clear. Yeah, I think he yeah. beat it. Obviously yeah. like you never you're never really like fully you know over it like you might relapse but I think for now the initial scare he's over it. So yeah, yeah like like fair play to him, man. Yeah, so I think when when he came on right, Well you could tell
1: everyone yeah. stood up and Then the stadium erupted. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, this guy
0: I think he's going to do great things at
1: uh, Dortmund. Yeah, especially yeah. after
0: his exceptional season at Ajax, you know, getting, you know, he he went to West Ham, didn't quite work out, Uh, took a step back to the Eredivisie, killed it with Ajax, killed it in the Champions League, got another big move to Dortmund and then, you know, it's heart-wrenching, right? Right at the start of his move, he, he gets diagnosed with like, like, testicular cancer, you, you have worries about, you know, whether his career might have to be cut short, but, you know, it's, it was... Uh, I'm sure for you and for everyone in the stadium, it must have been awesome to see him back on the pitch. And he scored, right? Like you said, he scored? No, no, he didn't score, but I I could tell that, you know,
1: he needs a little bit of time to sure. get his crew just, back. Just getting back minutes in, in a top flight, I think it's it's a huge achievement. Yeah, I, I think I the only complaint I have was, to Dortmund, is, yo, where is Marco Royce man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he, I think he wasn't even on the bench. Uh, okay, I'm not really sure uh, what's the latest with him, but... It would have been nice To see Marco Royce For sure (laughs) He was
2: cropped One of the most
0: uh, Likeable Underrated players But unfortunately Also someone who Has had his injury problems Throughout the the years Kind of reminds me of Like Joe Cole eh? Like uh, style wise And just the injury profile Like yeah Really I always felt that link Between the two of them Really talented player But his ankles Were made of glass Mm. But uh yeah man, Lionel, like like we we've been following your like journey and I'm glad you were able to share some of it with the listeners because uh there was a point where I legit thought you were just gonna stay there because you looked like you were having <laughs> so much fun and, and like I was happy to see you having all that fun. But glad to have you back. Uh but one of our other, you know, FKB boys did his own Euro trip. Uh Cash, who uh you know we're glad to have back as well. Cash, a very different sort of trip. Um when went up to Newcastle, we like to hear a bit more about that. This is your what? What time going to Newcastle?
3: This is my second time. Um, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, not as lucky as Lionel to get a ticket because uh we sell out really fast. Unlike uh city. <laughs> wait, no, wait, <laughs> <Hey. laughs> hey, <by> fine, man. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, okay. So I think um we can hear from Lionel's enthusiasm that uh, I I do agree with everything he says. Uh. As a football fan, I will implore every single one of you to try and catch a game live because really the atmosphere is insane. I think everything he described about Wolfsburg, right? It was very much like Newcastle because, yeah, I couldn't get a ticket so I was outside on the ground. Uh, like uh, there's so many comparisons that I can draw from. Like, um, the fans just make friends with you; they don't care where you're from because, uh, in certain parts of Germany, I mean, you you went to Germany, you had that uh, love, right? But in certain parts of Germany, um. Not so lovely, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so uh, it was very refreshing to get all of that. Uh, in, in Newcastle, it's very like a family, like uh how uh, Lionel has described Wolfsburg. Uh, it's very loud, even when you are not in the ground, because everyone is just singing outside already. Uh, just a little plug, you know. I have a small vlog. Oh man, I was the, just about my, to yeah. do it, but yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I have a small small vlog on my channel. um it's just showing the fans just outside, and it's that loud. It really does be like a
0: fantastic picture because I I took a look at it when it dropped. It's I Cash with two H's. It when when Cash described it to us or even when he sends us like pictures, right? You don't quite understand it until you actually see the video footage. And then what I really liked what you did with the editing was you would sort of overlay the, the ch the cheers and the audio and then you would you would suddenly transition to the the accommodating footage and I thought that was like really well done man so fair play on that. Uh so yeah everyone check that out. It's called Inside the Soul of the City of Newcastle upon Tyne. Really long title but uh it's about <laughs> lit like six and a half minutes. Definitely give it give it a, a watch. La. I think if you're interested in seeing that side of like the passion of fans, right? I, I think I did a good job there. Right? Yeah, they, they yeah, did yeah definitely. Up. Yeah, man.
3: Yeah, I, I, what I wanted to do was to really capture, because like I titled it the soul, right? Yes. And I think the the soul of Newcastle as a city is really about the football, and and football is nothing without fans. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the only thing I did was just to put the, the cheering, and then I un I underlaid uh, the theme music. You know, like you have uh, you never walk alone, right? Ours is called uh, local hero. And uh, that tune is is local hero. So I underlaid it under the cheering just to suit the whole Newcastle theme. Um, but yeah, so just add on on the experience there. Um, so we couldn't watch the game, right? Then once the whole crowd has entered the stadium, then we went to walk around, you know, enjoyed the, what do you call it, like the statues and stuff. And then uh, the cheers is just insane because we were like, okay, uh, we're a bit, a bit bored now. So we're going to get like food to eat. Like we are about... 300 to 400 meters away from the stadium and, it, and it's as loud as you are beside the stadium it's, it's ridiculous so like I would not say that it's just uh, Germany I think uh, Newcastle is a very good uh, candidate for being um, very passionate fans or like providing an incredible atmosphere for uh, anyone who goes to the game so uh, even my girlfriend because like she's not very um, like uh, invested in football right like she only watches the game for Fabian Shah. but <laughs> he's a beautiful <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, he's yeah. a good-looking guy. Second, yeah. ha- second, most handsome footballer in the planet right now. I think the first is Giroud. Oh, but yeah, okay, uh, down. yeah, she she was get- getting goosebumps and she's like, oh, uh, how come we don't have this? Then I'm like, uh, I mean, to be fair, we 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 uh, as Singapore in Singapore, football. yeah, yeah, like Singapore. Yeah. Like, I think it's alright lah Like it's not the worst Just that you know There's not as much enthusiasm About our football team As much as uh, I compared think that's to a whole, like, in
0: itself, man Like Yeah like, correct
3: it's, it's, So it's, yeah. Uh, it, it was very uh, Big experience for her Which is a good like uh, She represents someone Who doesn't follow football But yet has been won over Which I thought was A pretty nice moment for me and uh, unfortunately I did not get to go to the stadium tour uh, Another story altogether But um, just have good uh, travel partners uh, That's all I can say but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, That's yeah. another story <laughs> Yeah I, um, Because in 2019 I was actually on the ground as well But that was the start of the Steve Bruce era So I refused to go in Which actually I regretted Because like, I mean, as much as you want to make a stand You want to love the club And support uh, the whole like movement yeah I mean I'm not there every day. I should have gone lah. So that that was my oh I did regret that and I didn't get to go this time as well.
0: That's cool man. Like um I myself never been to Anfield. It's on my bucket list. Uh don't know when I'm, when it's gonna happen, but um I can tell you with certainty it will one day. And for Sash, I, I don't know if Sash has been to Stanford Bridge. Yeah, and I'm sure it's the same for him, right? You'll have to go there like someday and I'm sure he will. Um, same with I think BK has been to the Emirates. Uh, yeah, Nate, I think uh, t- not sure me has twice. been to Old Trafford, but No, I haven't. It's like uh it's like a bucket bucket listing for all of us, right? I'm sure. So we'll we'll get there in the end. For now, the best I can do is Liverpool at uh the National Stadium. <laughs> Which <laughs> not, not quite the same, but uh, I think for now it will have to do but yeah, it's really cool hearing um, your stories. And uh, I know Lionel just pinged us in the chat that he actually has a story about um, a, a lad from the Etihad that he met. So Lionel, uh, take it away, man. Like Before we, we transition to the actual football uh, the past weekend.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to do a quick shout out. I, um, I just recall this. When I was at the Etihad, I was sat beside uh, two people. One, unfortunately, I can't remember his name. He's an old geezer. He's really... Uh he I think he's a season ticket holder and he was, was really really Alex oh, Ferguson. Hey <laughs> uh, but I okay, unfortunately so sorry man, I can't remember your name, but you were you were such a warm and nice guy. And mm. uh the the guy I'm gonna do a shout out to is Brian Hughes. So Brian Hughes if you are listening, um uh, it's an interesting story for you. Firstly, I'd like to thank you for you know sitting uh in the stands. Uh I think you're fortunate enough to be beside you. Um I think uh your he told me about his journey. So his goal is to be the first American who watches ninety two uh games in England. So uh you know dude if you are I I, I know you are currently at like your 14th or fifteenth out of ninety two, and dude I just want to wish you all the best. Um, uh if you can uh do it, I think it's amazing. Like he has been sharing with me his stories, uh about the games he has visited and. His love and passion for the game. And to fly from America, you know, it's not near. I think it's like an eight hour flight. Um dude, oh, you, so you, I,
0: you took a longer
1: flight than him. Yeah, like. I I, you I took a longer flight. Yeah, yeah, but but he he flew to England specifically for football games. Like every day he's he catches one game live at the stadium. Whether it is a Premier League game or like a Division 2 II or 3 game, wow. like he he just he just loves the game. And dude, Brian, uh, if you're listening, I wish you all the best I hope you'll be the first American to hit the, To accomplish the 92 And Yeah I wish there was I a think, way We
0: could get it to him But yeah we'll, Yeah we'll I, I think I would I'll, I'll definitely give gods. him
1: Yeah Shout out to you And I'll definitely tag you uh, To to this pod And I hope you are listening That's And awesome, all the man. best man Yeah all the best Yeah Just want to do a shout out to him
0: Yeah also like We're laughing in the chat right now uh, I I Clearly, I've had a bit too much to drink when I said Alex Ferguson. I had my United <laughs> hat on, so yeah, that's, that was my that's my bad. That's my bad. But uh, it's actually a nice segue because we're gonna be talking about Arsenal, Man United. So I guess it worked out in the end. Um, awesome stories by uh, Lionel and Cash. Um, it's even cooler to hear them on the pod than you know via like the the the, the chat we have going on. So thanks for sharing that, guys. Um, and just nice, like we were about thirty minutes into the app, and we're gonna start talking about what happened um, the past weekend. Of course, there's no Premier League this coming weekend, so um, less previews of sorts. So we can, I guess, we can get we can dig a bit deeper into what went down at the weekend. Um, unfortunately, BK is not with us. So first game we're gonna like recap is obviously Arsenal Man United um, first against third was dubbed as a potential. Title reigniter for United, but um, of course Eddie and Katia had other ideas. Dramatic late winner for the Arsenal to put them eight clear. Um, Nate, your thoughts on that game, and obviously you know heart wrenching at the end, but some positives to take from it, no?
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but just before that, I just wanna give a shout out to like to the guys. Thanks for the sharing. I I mean Mm -hmm. like I really could feel all that emotion and now it makes me really want to catch a game more than anything. <laughs> it's a uh, road trip. Yeah, yeah, definitely on the bucket list. Um yeah, I, and you know what? Speaking of which, I think Arsenal United would be a great match to catch. So that that should be the one. Maybe maybe I'll I'll ask Biggs if he wanna, you know, go together. Um but yeah, so this match, you know, going into it united i always feel like um they're a bit of a wild horse especially coming off that city win um i think we had uh a good chance to to really kind of like as you rightly said like this was potentially a um, title uh, like clash and well it just turned out well it, the, the game did is didn't disappoint by any measure but i think it really showed the the levels um between united and Arsenal i felt like they really were playing really well. They moved the ball, they, they, the difference in fluidity and and stuff really showed just how um, why they are sitting at the top of the table. And I think we were quite lucky with some of the uh, the, the breaks that we got to get the goals but um, I mean Rashford's goal for, for United was a thing of beauty but wow, the goal from Saka was just another. Another one Like after I saw that goal I was just like Man he's just like Eclipse Rashford In the same game soccer
0: goal right I was hearing uh, On commentary That they were kind of Blaming De Gea Like what are your thoughts on that?
4: Nah I Maybe I mean De Gea didn't really make a attempt And surely I guess his positioning do, Was like a yeah, bit surely off Surely he
0: was unsighted on that right?
4: Yeah I, I think that was the main thing Cause yeah, I thought It, a bit it harsh, was just how quickly yeah. How quickly Saka took the shot He, he cut in And in, instead of like uh, like for example Anthony it, When you see him Cutting in from the left You kind of can Tell that he's gonna Wrap his foot around it And his balls Kind of go a bit Curved and slow But Saka really Kind of just Drilled that shot mm-hmm. So th- I think There was no chance uh, I don't blame The hair at all I think mm-hmm. That shot was just It was as hard As how Marcus Shot his, his shot as well Um, They, they were both Just um, unsavable So Yeah Uh, The rest of the game I think we It got Uh I think United started to grow a little bit into the game um and to the point that I actually thought that uh, it was quite even neck to neck at the 2-2 uh going into the to the last few minutes and I felt that maybe we could have been the team to nick it um a little bit of momentum was with us but but no in the end you're right uh Arsenal really got the the final the final goal and yeah I mean a bit heartbreaking especially cuz it was like the 90th minute or so um but I think all credit where credit is due. I think Arsenal played the better game and they are definitely showing why they are at the top of the table for a reason. Um, but l- like you like you said as well, I think United are in a good place right now. Uh, I think the team is full of confidence and even after that game, we just recently played the uh, Carabao Cup as well. It wasn't a great match either, but at the end of the day, it's a results business game and Three 0 as well for for the game against Forest. So I think we are in a good position. I think we'll continue to put pressure on on uh the top two teams as well as um the the neighboring clubs as well. I think Newcastle are in the mix. Spurs are somewhere there as well. So um, I, would I say that it we are in a title race? It's still a bit after this performance. It's hard to say. Um, but because it's mainly because I don't see Arsenal slipping. They they look in such good form. Uh, and even with uh, like Starman Jesus out, and and Katia doesn't look like he's out of place at all. And I think he, I think he got two goals in that game. And he looks like he's just taken to to the to the team like a fish to water. He's he's so comfortable. His movement is is very unpredictable. I think, I think
0: he got the biggest hug from Arteta uh, at yeah. the end of the game, like like he did against Spurs. Spurs, I don't think he scored, but I, I was impressed with the. The movement and the the just the desire to to keep the pressure on the Spurs backline. So he's definitely someone who's taken his chance well and and you know for our Arsenal fans, long may it continue, right?
4: Yeah, I, I think just on that note, I, I don't see Jesus just walking back into this team at the moment. Um, but that's that's exactly what you want. Uh, I think it's a good problem for Arteta to know that you have two good strikers and now it's not the pressure isn't on him to go and and buy another striker or panic buy a striker this window so yeah uh, overall was a, I wasn't too happy with the result but I think it it was a fair result
0: yeah um moving on right so from that perspective uh, I wanted to like I would have loved to bring BK on this but for Lionel's perspective, right, obviously disappointing result in the Manchester Derby. Um, but this the, the 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 performance against wolves must have sort of reintroduced a bit of confidence and spark into City. And let's be let's be honest, despite the results that might have not gone your way in the last couple of weeks, like we always know City have that ability to turn it on, right? Which you saw against Wolves. Do you do you think that Arsenal are in a position right now where they look like they're you know, they they playing such good football that you're finally like wow we may be actually second fiddle to this or is there still that as a City fan who's experienced so much success in recent years is there still that confidence like you know what let's let Arsenal do their thing I, I, I have that confidence that City are just going to hit a run of form like which we've seen before like you know 8, nine ten games in a row kind of thing mm-hmm
1: well, uh, I think first, first off, right,
0: um, I think most of
1: us, uh, before the season started, we didn't expect Arsenal to, to be in this uh, tremendous form as they are now, and to be very frank, as a city fan, I'm not being, I'm not being someone who is um, pessimistic, but I'll just say that, um, Arsenal, like the current Arsenal, they look like, it's like a reflection of how cities were, city were like. In the Centurion season, the se- the se- season where we got hundred points, like Arsenal just look unstoppable, man. Like they look like they are on a team that is on an insane run. Like they look like they have the momentum to to just beat anything, any team. And even though like uh, commentators, the pundits, and the fans feel that oh, you know, Arsenal are yet to play City twice, I feel it's more nerve wracking for me as a City fan mm. to to go to the Arsenal and play them. Which honestly, if you were to tell me this last season I'll be like, okay let's play Arsenal man I can't wait to beat them But yeah. this, season, this season is more of like I really hope that we can pull the rabbit out of the head And f- try our best to beat them Because I feel like these two games it's, of, it's very seismic Like if we can stop them right For both games I think um, we could actually blow the title race wide open again but for now, I think Arsenal are in an incredible form. Like, even if they have players out like uh, Gabriel Jesus, like people like Enkatia are really stepping up. And I think I really agree with... I think it was mentioned by Nate that, you know, Jesus is not going to just walk back into the team, you know. You know he has to fight for his spot again and prove to Ateta that, hey, I'm your guy. Because everyone in the team is rocking now, especially the likes of people like Odegaard, man. Like, this guy is running rampant. He is doing such an amazing job. Even, like, I can remember, like, how people were criticising Odegaard when he left, I think it was Real Madrid, and then people were criticising him, saying that, you know, this guy has joined Arsenal, he has retired from Champions League. (laughs) Like, I think, like, with his performance now and with how well Arsenal is going, you know, uh, I honestly feel that people, they have to eat their words. Like, they are really... Arsenal are in a, in a crazy amount of form, and to be honest, I, I feel that it's Arsenal's uh, title to lose. City are definitely going to make a comeback. I think, uh, after the World Cup, I, I know you I have, I have mentioned to you guys that I think City don't look uh, good. They look very uh, fatigued. And it was from that Spurs game when C- the City fans actually booed um, the players off at halftime. I think that was kind of like a wake-up call to uh, the CD fans and that if you guys have not watched the reaction by Pep Guardiola after the game, you guys should catch it because I think in that one interview itself, you could really tell So there was so much information just from that one interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you have not um, listened to it, check it out. But I would say that you know, CD are going back to their groove and when people are trying to and, when, and I heard people say that you know, Haaland, the Haaland hype train is over you know, that performance against Wolves, I think that that shows that, you know, that Haaland is definitely here to stay. He's it's definitely like 25 here 25 goals in the league in, in January, yeah, right? He, yeah, I think 25 goals in, if I'm not wrong, it's 19, 19 games. Like, so
4: it's like he has five hat-tricks, is it? Something yeah, like this, that. This guy is it's constantly
1: breaking, breaking records and I really hope that uh, he's... I mean the golden boot I think the Imagine the if Norway boot, had
0: better players <laughs>
1: Yeah It's it, <laughs> just it, it him just, it sh- It's like, it's yeah. like Wales <laughs> it, It's such a pity that the likes of him and Odegaard were not in the World Cup because I think they would be super exciting to watch Yeah. But but what I would say is that I hope Haaland smashes, continues smashing records and he is definitely an exciting one to watch in, in the league But I would say that this title race is definitely interesting I think even for the likes of Man United you know they are picking up from. I have, I have friends, who are United fans. They are they are really impressed as well of how quick, United um bounce back from what they were last season. So they are definitely in contention for the top four. Yeah. So I think this this title race, this uh Premier League season is definitely full of very interesting,
0: uh, interesting moving parts. I mean, I it's just interesting to you brought up top four, right? Uh, next year, go ahead. I'll, I'll just keep on to that thought.
4: Oh, okay. Uh, I just wanted to to pick up on something that uh, Lionel mentioned, and that was on Odegaard. I saw, yeah. like, you know, there were... There are a lot of photos that I like to compare players, right? And so, I think Odegaard has been compared to, to, like, KDB. And usually, you know, when you see this, the first thing you're just like is, like the first thing you think is oh my gosh like they're overhyping him he's they not that good Odegaard, <laughs> you know right? you're yeah. just no. but at first people will say like this is just disrespecting KDB like he's been doing it for years but like, I think after just watching and I don't watch Arsenal that much but after watching that United-Arsenal match you kind of really realise that uh, I mean there were a lot of players that were very important especially in the midfield for Arsenal like Partey and Jaka as well but um, Odegaard he's, he's really kind of like I think he deserves to be in that kind of contention at least for this season for the performance he's put in like in the way that Bruno was compared to KDB just because of just what he brings I think if he is that one key player that if you take him out from from Arsenal there is not they lose a lot they they won't be anywhere close to where they are this season without him because he has been so integral in the fluidity and the tempo of, of Arsenal's play and i realized that it makes it very difficult for like teams to pick him up because he's always moving he's so fluid he's very much like um like a modric style player he he moves around a bit like bernardo as well uh, bernardo silva um these players are really hard to pick up and um their movement is so quick and nimble and and the control of the ball so he's just he's just been so good this season i think that um i think he deserves to uh, to just be in that kind of uh comparison with with the greats like, like KDB yeah yeah that's just yeah, my yeah. thoughts that's, on a, that's
0: him. a fair point yeah I think he'll go from strength to strength I think in many ways obviously you need the supporting cast around you to let you do your job which I think Arsenal have done and Arteta in particular have done well but yeah I think the, the less hype slash pressure it is around him the more he'll thrive but also I understand that it's the nature of the business, right? They are going to want to hype up as much uh, both the team and the player as, th- as they can just because that's how, that's how things work. But um, to the point earlier about like the title race and the top four race, right? I actually wanted to throw this to Cash because despite Newcastle and United being level, right? Newcastle actually uh, are third above United on goal difference. But I wanted to get Cash's opinion on two things. The first being Newcastle, sort of. uh, The draws that have been happening. It's like they they, they've been phenomenal in terms of like defensive structure and they've only lost once this season. They're tied with Arsenal for the fewest losses in the league. But it's the nine draws that worries me. Because like it's simple math, right? Like you can lose as few games as possible, but what you want is to win games, not necessarily draw them. So I wanted to get Cash's thoughts on like how I guess I don't think Worry is the right word but if if there's a slight concern about a lack of goals for Newcastle or is he are you more like happy that they're just keeping clean sheets and they're hard to beat at this point?
3: Mm definitely being hard to beat is a uh, a positive but um yeah so I think it's also the frustration when we because it's not like we are not creating we are actually creating quite a lot. Um, I think the thing that I can go back to in my recent memory is the current, the recent Southampton game, the semi-final first leg. Uh, we actually got into the box a lot, but we have these two players who are usually the criminals, hmm. uh, Joe Willock and Sean Long stuff. They they run a lot and they are coached very well by Eddie Howe to be very effective. Just that they are not good enough. They're just in limited, terms of, right? Yeah, they're they're limited. So like. There's a lot of wasted uh decision making, uh wasted shots. I think sometimes Joe lot wants to prove that he's better than his stats shows or like he wants to buff his stats up so he <laughs> goes for shots rather than like, you know, laying it off to Kalum And speaking of Kalamuson, he has been he has dropped off quite a bit after the World Cup. Uh people are saying he's not fit, uh fully fit. And uh, there's been calls for him to be dropped to put uh Isaac on. So uh, I personally don't think he is it, that bad. Just that when you put him alongside uh, Isaac, he is less mobile. And he kind of is like if he's not holding the ball up and he's not like uh, taking the opportunities, then maybe we should let someone try something else. And uh, there's the rumor that's going on that uh, something's going on with him, Eddie uh, Howe and say maximin so uh he has not been starting games but i i personally don't think it's that deep i just think that uh st max he doesn't press as much as either joe uh Jolinton or joe willock on the left wing so that's why he's not starting games but yeah so i, I don't think it's that deep just that it, when, we, when we need the attacking uh prowess we don't have it unless it comes off the bench and it's definitely a worry because uh i actually feel very threatened by uh, man united because uh they are doing very well At the moment So uh, it, it It it, does make our Top 4 Positions quite uh, uh Vulnerable Fortunately for you United strengthen. are
0: in 4th And you're in 3rd like, like Looking yeah. at 5th to 10th right Which we're gonna Get into later <laughs> I'm looking at Those teams and Did none of them Really look like They even want it you know, there's that Just that inconsistency See, I know Spurs won Like at the weekend But I just don't think They have the capabilities To string like three wins Together in a row Which is what it will look Which which is what it looks like You'll need To really challenge For that top four this season I know there's still A long way to go uh, We're already in January So I think we are Accustomed to the season Being a bit further along But I just want to refresh Everyone's memories That we're only 20 games in it's Still like pretty much half the season to go, so a lot can still happen. But um, Newcastle and Man United certainly look like the better teams. Like you look at Spurs, Brighton, Fulham, Brentford, Liverpool, Chelsea, like none of them really have the capability nor the firepower to string results together, which if I'm a Newcastle and a Man United fan, I look at that and it gives me confidence, right? Despite the fact that we have the cup competitions to deal with, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah yeah I agree with that could be I interesting think, I think as well we could have a Newcastle Man United Carabao Cup final
4: I think that's highly <laughs> likely isn't it both oh, of them so have won I mean for at him. this
0: point certainly that's the box they, both clubs are in the box seat right um, for Man United what is it six years without a, a trophy is it slightly less
4: uh, it, the last one was Mourinho it was Mourinho
0: right yeah it yeah. was the treble with Mourinho <laughs> Yeah, um, was that
4: six years ago? Wow, time. Flies. I feel
3: like it was six years ago. Yeah, could be. It's like Zlatan, man. <laughs> uh, it's, no, it's mid twenty eighteen. It's uh, the final was in twenty eighteen. Okay, and so it's four yeah, years okay. It will be oh, yeah, five okay. years
0: then. It will be five years. Yeah. Wow. New. When was the last time Newcastle let? Okay, like not even winning a trophy, besides the championship of course. But when was the last time Newcastle were like in a cup final?
3: Um whoa, you guys are testing Let me. me. Just <laughs> it, like, oh, you can, you can okay. try and
0: test yourself, but I'm gonna Google it. Okay,
3: you, I'll I'll guess. I, I think it's actually think it's 9 1998. Jesus. What was that? The FA Cup? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but the last time we won a trophy is Technically the
2: last <laughs> technically the last trophy or all won was in 2006 the really? Inter Total Cup. Yeah, yeah, we don't count that. <laughs> Come
0: on,
1: it's a Mickey Mouse Cup. <laughs>
0: cup. I don't to, like that's like the Conference League, right? Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: But what we are searching, actually, uh, just to go off the transfers sure. thing, um, talking about Bruno Guimaraes he actually is meant to play in where either Sean Staff or Willock is playing, where you are a bit more on the a- advanced playmaker position, but because Shelby has been out, so he has to play the deep line, uh, position. Which is why we are we are calling out for either a good ball winning midfielder or an attacking midfielder. So that's why there's talk about uh who's that? James Madison.
0: Can you explain why the links with Anthony Gordon then? <sighs>
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I personally don't okay, I think he's alright. He's alright. Like if because like if you if you take what he has produced in maybe the first three or four games in the Premier League, he looks okay, like a Decent Premier League footballer, but I think he has dropped off really badly and he's definitely not worth 40 million. But uh, breaking news, he has skipped training for the third day in a row, so I think he's trying to force a move. Uh, he's he's kind of like a like a shit house, right? <laughs> I think, yeah, a no little bit because like uh, really? yeah, he he has yeah, there's a video, there's a clip going on around Twitter right now, It's like uh, this where he's trying to like bully Trippier and then Fabian Shah just shoves him. Like really hard, so I don't know how he's gonna fit in here with all that kind of like shithousery. I personally be okay with him, but definitely not forty million or thirty five million. And, and I think I saw a headline this morning. He's going at sixty now. Like Everton won sixty for him, so it's like, it, kind of ridiculous. I
1: think I think you mentioned offline that it's because of what Chelsea did. That's that's yeah. why his price is inflated. Yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah, but I think Plastic. I think speaking, I think you 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 pointed out quite something quite interesting about. Your, your midfield of Longstaff and um, Willock, right? Yeah. Like, they are kind of like the McFred of <laughs> Newcastle. <laughs> but I, I, I feel that, you know, I think someone that Newcastle, Newcastle could get is Moises Caicedo, who is also a target by uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, I think he will fit in really well at Newcastle.
3: I am a target of Chelsea. Everyone's a target of Chelsea.
1: <laughs> Everyone's a target of Chelsea, man.
3: But yeah, I, I, I do agree. I, like, he's that kind of FM buy. For, for me um, will we spend a kind of money I'm not too sure but we but funnily enough we do have the Brighton link as well because we poached their uh, like some head of recruitment guy Dan Answorth or something like that so uh, we, we never know uh, it'd be quite nice to pip Chelsea to a signing and but I think he might be more interested in the Arsenal's or the Chelsea's if like he wants the you know the higher life
0: Mm. what's what's not to like about newcastle man winters in newcastle did he not see the griezmann mbappe video <laughs> <laughs>
3: also uh, I, I saw uh, like uh youtube like one of the youtube uh, shouts to for us to sign um Sboslai from leipzig right and uh i'm i'm, I'm quite I feel like, like he I just mean, joined
0: like, them man like, I, I, clearly it's not worked out
3: I th- I think it's the second season. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's the thing. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, clearly, it hasn't worked out. So you know, you never know when it's a pun. There's just just, uh, just that um you know Eddie Howe plays with that intensity, and I don't think like luxury players like even James Madison can cope with that kind of like running and pressing, or they might not be willing to do so. However, for me, I always feel like you should always have another trick up your sleeve. You need like, to have a real in your team. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah. Like you need that Mercurial talent, yeah. and I think either Madison or Sebowski possesses that.
0: Now nah, I think Newcastle, especially if they secure Champions League football right next season, you're gonna see like a a a big step up in their transfer targets. Like this year, you already saw like the the change in quality, right? Like you guys were going from like uh like I, like, like your Ryan Fraziers and your Callum Wilsons, both like who are good players in their own right, but it's a completely different like market, right? to then competing yeah. with the likes of AC Milan for Botman getting trippier from like then La Liga champions Atletico so y- you guys are only go up, gonna go up another level um, which is gonna be scary, a scary prospect for the rest of the league um, but I'm interested to see what happens in the Caraba- Carabao Cup final and or now it's the what I don't even know what energy drink it is anymore um, but yeah that should we do the a, league a, Cup a live final? watch along we could man and uh <laughs> I I think you said what ninety eight for f- just for confirmation it was ninety nine it was against Man United ironically uh. so your last final was against United at Wembley and next final could very well be against United again at Wembley so interesting times symmetry man um from that right let's get into more depressing stuff we've talked s- about s- the 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 big hitters of this season. Um, we gotta touch on the mid hitters, <laughs> the <laughs> battle of mid. Uh, Sash has been rather like quiet this pod. I would be too if I wasn't hosting. But yeah, man, man, this game kicked off the weekend look, and look at it pretty much ruined my evening because yeah, it was yeah. just so bad. Uh, yeah. I let Sash dig into it first. Liverpool, yeah. Chelsea, of course.
2: I mean, just just look at us, man. Who would have thought? Yeah, <laughs> the last Not two me. European <laughs> champions of England. <laughs> <laughs> okay. S-
0: who, who was our sentiment by the end of the game?
2: It was a combination of like, 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 Curtis Jones, Simon, Ox and Simon Chukumeca. and Chuquimeca. Like, just like, we live, we live, who
0: doesn't own a pair of boots, man was like slipping all over the pitch.
2: So who was the clownier of the two?
0: <laughs> Probably Liverpool, bro. I think we were lucky to to escape with a point. I think you guys had the better of the game. We had I like mean, a we, we had, had a like... flurry like at the start of the second half, but it,
2: it died out pretty quickly. Yeah, we had meme moments, like, not just uh, Chelsea, but Liverpool as well. But on, on Chelsea side, I do remember when um Madrid, is it, how do you pronounce the name? Madrid, right? Mudrik. Nor- Norwegian, uh, you know, sorry, not Norwegian, Ukrainian, Haaland. Uh, yeah, I remember when he came on, he looked good. And then, um I think it was mounted that pinged him a ball from uh, the right-hand side to the left-hand side. And then uh Madrid controlled it with a touch that Lukaku would have been of He controlled of. it like, out of play, right? Yeah, that's right. That was when I saw it, I was like Yeah, that that kind of sums up the the game as a whole. Uh. it's just it's Sunday League, man.
0: The amount, <laughs> I, I wish I kept the count of the number of misplaced passes. I know, right? It was like, staggering, yeah. Like, like i i like I was exhausted. Me of dude. Secondary
2: school football. Yeah, I was exhausted and I didn't even <laughs> Leave the couch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just went to bed after that. I just <laughs> I don't uh, know man, where where do we go from here? <laughs> honestly
0: that might be the last time I ever make a prediction on FKB because uh I might clip out and insert my 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 hot take from the last <laughs> app. I said it would definitely not end nil nil. I said it yep. with great confidence. <laughs> and it was the most nil nil game I've ever seen. Do you a even while. lost
2: you even lost money on the game, you bet. Uh, I bet Salah, Salah to score, to score. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know If Salah played bro Yeah dude Like Yeah he, he I was... put a fiver on Salah to score mm. Do you think that I mean the, the player himself I know he's getting older But he looks Much Slower I, I don't know what it is it, it could be a tactical thing Where Klopp is asking him to Play a little bit further Out wide But that was When Darwin was Like playing sen- Central Gakpo man, that, that miss was shocking, wow. dude. Don't, don't Absolutely tell me shocking, man. Gakpo is like shit, bro. Dude, <laughs> now instead of I'm like getting like bro, mad, like <laughs> instead of like one Timo, you have two Timos. I'm getting nothing, crazy no. like
0: Memphis vibes, dude. <laughs> I really bubble, hope dude. I'm wrong, but damn, not
2: bubble, a promising man. game. <laughs> <laughs> kind
3: of looks I, like
2: I, yeah, yeah. he kind of reminds me of Engo, more of Engo than. Then um Angle could finish that, to be fair uh, Angle yeah, was yeah, just useless
0: that. at everything else <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't you know on, man I, side, I think man. just the whole team like it's not just Salah like yeah Salah has regressed his finishing I think he's if you want to get into XG and all that I don't have the stats but I, I, I read or oh, I watched the video that his XG is like uh, or oh, his goals are way below his XG which shows like it's him right you know his finishing is clearly off um, but the team as a whole, like, there's just no game plan, bro. Like, I saw Konate, like, playing as, like, a defensive mid. I don't know if you remember. Like, Konate was the guy, like, sort of pressing people on the halfway line. I'm like, what is yeah, going he, on? Yeah, he
2: was your best player, man. Yeah, oh, like, for
0: sure. Like, I, I love him. But I'm just yeah. like, what what what's the game plan, you know? Mudrik, like, when you see James Milner against the fastest player in the league, <laughs> like what? what like yeah, what, is, what is going on? Just, it just reminded me of Foden versus Milner. Man. <laughs> oh my god! Like I'm just glad Klopp took took him off, pretty much
2: after like two minutes. Yeah, he got the yellow card and we were just like, yep, yeah, that's it. Mm. I think, uh, I think pre-match, right? Like before the game itself, Klopp did mention the statement that he is loyal but not but too, not too loyal. loyal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he he bench like quite a few of those uh some of his, his favorites, uh, quote right, favorites, yeah. yeah. So what do you think of the the new kid, the Biyajitik? By- What's his name? Yeah, Biyajitik. I think he's all right, but he's he's very raw. You know, like you could see he was
0: nervous in the game. There were a few like misplaced passes, a few like you know heavy touches. Um, but I I like, you know, I I don't mind something fresh, which is you know what what we we pretty much set up with against you guys we even benched like Trent yep Um, I like him I think we're giving him a new contract like one for the future but surely you know I think at one point our central midfield was Harvey
2: Elliott Baytetik and uh, Thiago I'm just like <laughs> nah <laughs> like come Bro, on thi- Thiago man I need, I need your thoughts yeah yeah shoot
0: no, no, I, I mean, think I your, spoke about Tiago in yeah. the
2: actually no this was in the chat sorry yeah yeah, but to, to me, right? Mm-hmm. I think he he really is a passenger when you need him to be in the trenches in terms mm. of like what Handel did for you in his in his prime, mm-hmm. like, like in in that particular era. Not I wouldn't say era in, in that in that team when you guys were were good, like he was. He I I know that there were a lot of um. Like when he won The PFA Player of the Year Over De Bruyne I didn't really Argue that much Because Who did Yes Yeah I I mean De Bruyne had the better stats In terms of Who won the PFA Player of the Year Henderson won it What? When? Didn't he win it? There was one There was a (laughs) There was a Season where he won it Over De Bruyne And people were like Oh why why is he? Why oh it he was really like own? oh
0: yeah okay, I remember it was like some uh, writers association. Oh was yeah, it? Yeah it wasn't a
2: legit one la. It was uh. but it was like uh yeah yeah I remember that. Yeah but props yeah, to yeah. Him because he really gave it all on the pitch. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um father time really takes takes a toll on on players and especially on Henderson. Yeah he might have the leadership skills but his, Henderson he's Henderson is he's kind of an SP dude. He's kind of like Aspie. I, l- I love Henderson,
0: yeah. but but he he's toastler, Like even his passing, like like you look at Xabi Alonso, right? When his mm. legs really went, like Alonso was never the fastest player. Yep. But when his legs went, he had the intelligence and the the first touch and just everything about him to to almost negate that lack of speed. Mm-hmm. Henderson, I'm not saying is a bad player technically, but he's not on the level of Xabi Alonso and for someone who's known for his like running and his combativeness yep. once the running is gone which we've we've seen it, it, uh, like it's half his kit gone right yep yeah,
2: since so, Henderson was always more of like the physical combative type of player uh, absolutely he, with, like with a engine. fairly decent passing but back to yeah. Thiago right like why not move him to a deeper role because we all know that he can play that Alonso uh, deep lying playmaker role Well, if you push him a little bit forward, where he you need to press, like he being played in that Genie Wijnaldum role, but in no way is he in that Genie Wijnaldum mode, where he does vertical presses. Thiago just doesn't really influence a game enough when you need him to. Basically, when there are no water carriers around him, he just kind of doesn't do anything. He's like a luxury player Mm. that. You, at you times, need, I agree. Yes. Yeah. Um, Thiago, he does have the the
0: capability to get down and dirty. Like I'll give him that. He definitely has that. You know, like that passion trait where he, you know, he, he's not afraid of a tackle. But I agree. Like, he, he severely. Um. Like, if if you were to look at a player, like in terms of. Effectiveness, right? Hundred percent is their most effective. Without the people around him to like sort of protect him and do the dirty work, he's probably at like a seventy or sixty-five. And even his passing, right? We've 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 lauded his passing and all that, dictating the tempo shit. But against Chelsea, like he was misplacing pass after pass. Um and that, you know, like they weren't exactly passes that were made under a lot of pressure, you know, like they were more like simple, you know, 10-yard passes, little slight chips, so I can't even defend that. Um, whether Klopp, you know, decides to, to follow up on what you you said with the deeper role, I don't know. Um, it's a mess, la, at this moment. It's it's really a mess. Like, like I look at the personnel, uh, I look at the, the style, everything is off, and I look at the fixtures as well. We play, like, so many... Uh, teams that You know Are, are, are difficult To really I, I don't see a Particularly moment That w- Where I look like Okay this is gonna be The turning point They they all look like Potential Draws
2: or L So it, it's just Frustrating at this moment Yeah, I mean If you're gonna talk about Players who can't Pass or Rarely did Anything good <laughs> mount. Doing the match itself I mean To mount man Yeah like, I don't yeah, know yeah. I, I've i been one of the biggest the backers crazy, of the guy man. but yeah like one thing a 300k per week contract and you're performing like this you know usually players perform before they sign the thing right this guy is doing neither <laughs> so uh, I don't know man like if I he wasn't he like just... a
0: Chelsea lad he would be at McDonald's bro <laughs> same with Curtis Jones he'd be serving popcorn <laughs> If he wasn't
2: Skals (laughs) Dude I mean if Felix was Like after his suspension right I think Mount would be The one on the bench Because He's Providing nothing I mean Conor Ganniger is Actually showing that He wants to He's doing much more than Mount man Like Mm. I don't know I think it's because We have so many injuries Right now at the moment But thank goodness Some of them are You know on On their way back and I mean, and by those players, I mean our first choice left back and right back. But I think Porter shouldn't rush them back in soon because both of them clearly not really the fittest lads in the squad. But it's a good thing, you is, know. Is the new
3: boy injured? The nonny Maduk, Maduke? yeah.
2: Um, I don't think he is. I don't think so. He's just. I think he needs time to adapt, la. But Ziyech has been doing pretty well on the right hand side I like thought Zia should have scored at least like twice man against us if not at yeah. least one goal he's kind of replicating his Morocco form right now which is it's good to see like he shows much more commitment than Mason Mount right now and Mount is supposed to be bleeding Chelsea so it's a weird world we're living in but um, uh, yeah Modric really did I'm, like, pronouncing his name three different ways. Modric. Macted Asharvin, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm, okay, N-t-a. so... i uh, I'm just calling him Mikalo. La. So Mikalo, <laughs> when he came on, really did well, man. He really reminds me of, of Hazard. Like, the way he moves, the way he ducks and whizzes and all that. Uh, Still needs to sort his feet out in the final third because... He, he's doing everything right up till like, the final ball. I know a few of his shots went onto the side netting, and I was, dude, if he had scored. Bro, that would have be been the most hyped <laughs> debut goal of all time. I know, right? It, Like, I do remember there was a phase of play. I, I think it was when Marcel debuted yeah, for yeah, Man yeah. United. Martin yeah, David it was. Yeah, yeah, for that third goal. It was yeah. shades of that when he ducked and weaved. He set some players down, but all it lacked was the finish. Uh, really excited to see that we finally have a player. That can dribble and it's pretty quick. We had Timo Werner, but he couldn't really dribble. He's just a pace merchant. uh, Yeah, Uh, Timo was uh, more
0: like a straight line dribbler. Mudrik looks like he's able to, you know, really like change it up. But the difference, right? I I don't like the Hazard comparisons primarily because Hazard actually won a league title Mm -hmm. before that. and, And Hazard was like, you know, being sought after by pretty much every big club in Europe at the
2: time. Yep. Him choosing Chelsea was a huge deal, I remember. But, but I think the difference between him and Hazard is um, Hazard is known to be lazy. Like he, like John Terry did mention in an interview that Hazard wasn't the best in terms of uh, training, training right? sessions. Mm. Yeah, But, but he it goes back to what we
0: with Cash. Obviously, you would love if everyone in your team you know, did the hard yards. But ultimately, like, what makes the difference in the big games or, like, in a really tight games is the guy at the Stardust, which is what Hazard was, right, at his yep. core.
2: Hmm. Mm. Yeah, so we'd love to see Modric develop, like, at the bridge. I mean, I I think he was, like, in the Ukrainian league, right, they were having this two-month break, so he just... uh, I don't think he was really, like, match fit but he did show that he's really something that that we need in terms of the wings uh, because uh, right now we have kind of a Pulisic who was our best left winger but you can't really rely on him because he's always injured then we have dude Mon on the left wing is just it's just painful to watch man Um, oh yeah Sterling I'm not sure what's the plan for him right now Because there are rumours that... uh, Never again, man. uh, Experiment that should be shoved... Back into like... The depths of hell... And should never be (laughs) re-entered. Yeah, Yeah, but I think Sterling... I do think he still has a role to play. I mean, if if Ziyech is... Really wanting to leave... Then I think... He would be great... On the right wing side. So... Yeah. I think what Potter's trying to do, right, is Haberts will play that, that false 9 role with uh, Modric and if it's like Ziyech or Felix or whoever it is on the right wing, slowly starting to see what he wants to do. Uh, and thank God that we are finally being linked to midfielders and not anymore more forwards. Because it's insane, man, the number of forwards that we have in the squad. It's like... Ranging from Lukaku all the way down to, ah, uh, dude, Abou yang man. Just
0: yeah, <laughs> I don't think Abou touched the ball when he came on. <laughs> yeah, he he's just not like I knew that was gonna just end in disaster. Like the mm. moment the the links were started, like just he's not a Chelsea guy, lah. Like yeah, dude, just yeah, but yeah,
2: pretty impressed with uh Chile.
0: I was just about to ask you, yeah. Do do mm. you think that's it for Koulibaly then? I don't know, man. Because I don't. Kulibali on the money he's on and like his age, he's surely not going to want to like play second fiddle to like a dude who up till this season, like I think last season he was
2: still in like the under 21s, man. Mm. So it it must be weird for him, right? I think if we're going to use the types of transfers that Todd Bowley has been making uh, up till now, it's all been pretty young, up and coming youngsters, whereas. Kulibali, I wouldn't say he's finished, but he's nearing the tail end of his career. And I mean, Thiago Silva is in the team because he he's just your best he, player. Yeah, like, like legit. There's
0: no two ways about it.
2: Yeah, I like I'm I'm not really wrong in in a lot of things, but Thiago Silva, man, like I I do remember how unhappy I Against was when he joined. EUA. Yeah, but he's really making me eat my words, man. Like every game that I see him in, right, he's. A solid 7.5 Like He reads the game so well He might not be The quickest but Damn Like He really can organize A defense But Yeah going back to uh, Midfielders man Like The Enzo Fernandez Rumors have been Revived again
3: Lol And Yeah
2: <laughs> So I think It's, it's between him and Caicedo um, right Caicedo of, of Brighton I don't know If it's worth what what Brighton's? You are for literally.
0: Him? You guys are funding Brighton's entire like squad
2: rebuilds. Yeah, dude, we're funding like yeah stadium. And, man. And, like, they I see they're man. gonna have enough to build and and the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. But a midfielder is sorely needed. Kind of um, like what Cash said. Newcastle needs. We we really need that that deep lying holding midfielder. You'll
0: get in line, man. You yeah, can yeah, dude,
2: line, dude. <laughs> Did you not see Did you not see my text About Jones coming on I did man That was That must be heart wrenching dude. That was just fried.
0: <laughs> 10 minutes to go Your team is at home Chasing the game And you see him coming on You're just like What is going on <laughs> man But yeah uh, I mean Honestly we've like Scraped the barrel Of that game There was There's honestly nothing To talk about It was like an awful game But it's just for the bento Like we were just laughing Slash moaning on the chat And My only regret is not watching it together with you Because we could have suffered together There'll be a lot of uh, Like s- Swearing dude. <laughs> It'd just be swearing to like Just Bitching to each other about what's wrong with our clubs Yeah
2: I man Yeah Oh
0: my gosh But I mean The rest of the chat must have probably been laughing their ass off uh, I, I watched that game I, I think it, it so gave sorry. me <laughs> <laughs> It gave
4: me sort of like The shades of like I think three seasons ago United versus it's, Arsenal it's it's, it's
0: it's hilarious Because they were on the, like, the same weekend And I had the exact thoughts Like Liverpool-Chelsea Used to be what like United-Arsenal was On Sunday Like High intensity You know like, yeah. Blood and guts And yeah It's just like, I and, think and Phil the, was dead yeah, like the I don't know what was going on at Anfield, but the atmosphere was like the worst of thirty years. It was so quiet. Yeah, it was like a library, bro. <laughs> it was embarrassing. E-
4: everyone was too stunned to speak. It was
0: embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, like uh, and I mean it's rich coming from me. Like I'm not, I w- I wasn't there, right? But I thought my TV had like issues, but I'm like, what? Did, like, it's almost like the game was so bad that even you know, like Liverpool fans were normally quite loud. They just, yeah, yeah. Even we are bored and we are not interested. So that I must have that been disappointing for like, from Klopp's perspective, especially. I'm surprised he didn't bring it up. Sounds like something he would have brought up. Yeah,
4: I mean, even Pep brought, brought <laughs> <laughs> Pep brought it up. Pep brought something up about Pep about his his fans not not making enough noise.
0: For sure, mm. yeah. For sure, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Um. What else? Oh, we we. we Moving on from the Liverpool game, right? Unless Sash has anything else he wants to nah, I, I want to, yeah, just done, I wanna right? repress, repress. Yeah, there's not yeah, i rather <laughs> <laughs> we're good. Um Falling obviously the, the inevitable happened. Um I did dub it Loser Leaves Town, and to no one's surprise, Lampard uh was officially let go by Everton uh mid the middle of the week. Um, There was a moment where I actually thought Everton were going to persist with him because I think there was radio silence from the Everton camp for like three games or not three games, so like three days and then suddenly on like the Wednesday night then suddenly the the, the rumour mill started spinning but um, I actually watched the game so that you guys didn't have to and Everton are uh, a lot worse than i thought <laughs> 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 like holy shit to make west ham who have been awful themselves this season look like 2009 barcelona <laughs> jeez man uh yeah i feel for frank um it's sad to see like gerrard and lampard like given and no matter what anyone says the two of them will always be linked just because um of you know, the they play the same position. Both England legends, both club legends for their respective clubs. So seeing them both, you know, fail so spectacularly in the Premier League, it's a bit disheartening. But um, I think at the end of the day, they 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 both bid off a bit more than, than they than they could chew. And from like, I wanted to get Sasha's thoughts. Like, hard to defend, right? Like, even though Everton are a shambles. I don't think it could have persisted any longer with Lampard at the helm.
2: I think when Lampard was appointed as Everton manager, right? I think the writing was already on the wall. Mm. Like I could see I, I mean I couldn't see him really being successful at Everton. Because I, I think Lampard is like like Gerard, right? I think the Premier League is a step too far ahead for them right now. He needs to do what he did at Derby As The same as what Gerrard did with Especially Rangers, at I two
0: think. clubs Who Like Villa and Everton right I, I don't think it's unfair to say that They are both definitely big clubs Under
2: the sleeping giants But you know, Exactly that, they, are, yeah, they, are, they are clubs yeah. with
0: high expectations But With um, Let's just say They are, oh, they are they're expecting too much of what they are At the moment Yeah So, those two guys certainly had an uphill battle. And um, especially if Everton, like, I saw, like, obviously with the sacking, like, there were a ton of news outlets focusing on Everton centric stories, right? And I think since David Moyes, no Everton manager has made it two seasons, which is, like, insane.
3: Since the era of this. Since uh, David Moyes,
0: yeah. Not uh, even slightly before Moshiri, I think it's pretty much after moiz moshiri came in in 2016 moiz left i think in 2014 and it's just been like two manager uh, not two managers like a manager every two years ever since the average obviously some didn't make it past like a year but and that just sums it up it really sums it up like like their next appointment might shape the the trajectory of that club For the next two decades Because it's I really uh, think If they do Belsa. go down They have no guarantee They're going to come back up It's that bad
3: It's apparently Belsa
0: I told you guys in the chat Belsa could either be A big lift Or he might even get sacked Before the season ends I'm not being hyperbolic When I say that I
2: I, I truly in my soul believe that. What do you think Everton need right now in terms of uh players on the pitch? Do Jeez, you think a leader. after watching it, a leader? It, I, I
0: would say that, but Connor Cody and Tarkovsky are leaders. Yep. And Tarkovsky in particular was abysmal against West Ham. Like oh my like dude. I know you guys were like, why the hell did you watch that game? And even I don't know why I did. I think I just wanted to feel something after watching Chelsea-Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> so naturally, you watch West Ham-Everton, right? If you want to feel something. Um, but... Like... Th- this... Everton had nothing, bro. Like, it, it was so bad, right? That West Ham changed tact in the second half to just let them have the ball. Because they uh-huh. knew that even with the ball, they they could do they couldn't do anything. So I think... Besides leaders Which would be the obvious thing I think you need a, you need a leader in the dugout lah. I think on the pitch they have leaders You need a leader in the dugout Which I guess I, Bielsa will I be think,
2: I think from your Pretty brief summary on, on the game It's pretty evident that they lost Like all trust on Lampard And they kind of played like Oh we As in the, the performances on the pitch Kind of translated to Like the board right or to the chairman that was watching that, hey, we have no faith in Lampard anymore. We need I don't a even new think I in. think it's
0: a combination of lack of faith and just confusion. Mm. It did. didn't seem like there was a direction. Like, um, like who is the the outlet? Who is the main threat? Like Nate pointed out at the start of the app, Gray or Lionel pointed out that Gray was uh effective against City, but he came on in the second half. Um onana like looked good against um man city not man city the the game Woo, southampton he looked good against southampton mm-hmm. and then against west ham he just non-existent so there's no consistency as well so i th- and they lost out on danjuma mm, yeah he might have been a- interesting because i was just about to say they needed someone who can actually bring the ball forward be a bit creative be a bit be a bit direct and different but he obviously saw the shit show going on so he went to the slightly less bigger shit show that was first <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know man um, I think Everton the only way to survive is if and this is going to sound very like silly but if if there are three teams worse than them which will take some doing la, at this point in time you, you know I have
1: an interesting take on this like um, you know you, you posed a question earlier like um uh, what does Everton Need to You know Survive this right This relegation battle I think um, It's quite reflective From what we see From Arsenal um, I, I I believe that You know the signing For Arsenal right The signings of Gabriel Jesus And Zinchenko right I think it's not just uh, The players of quality That they sign That brings value To the team It's also like a sense Of the winning mindset, mentality right? Like a yeah. winning mentality It's yeah. like um, I think there was An interview by Zinchenko right um, Quite I'm not sure when it was But um, Zinchenko kind of like said that uh, why why should we only challenge for top four? We should challenge for the title. So I feel like if you if you have this kind of like mentality and this kind of attitude, a play a player of this kind of attitude in your dressing room, right? It actually um, brings a lot of uh, character and drive to the squad. And I think right now, like what Everton could use, right, is a player that could motivate the team. So it's not just a leader, but it it is. Uh, whether it's a player or a manager, right, who who can really inspire the team to get them back on their feet, because I think right now they just look like they are done. They are just done, not just with Lampard, but with the club. So, like on paper, honestly, they individually they look brilliant. Like as in, I would not say brilliant. They look very decent, and just on paper itself, right, they sh- you wouldn't expect this team to be like down all the way down, uh, the far end of the table. So I don't think it's like the I think it's just how badly the the club is ran. And it's not just and, and I think that, that I, I, I did hear about Everton, right? It's not like they are not spending money, but I feel that they are just spending money uh without the the right uh vision in mind. Like I, I if I'm not wrong, there will, someone mentioned that I read an article that Everton have actually spent about close to five hundred million, if I'm not wrong, yeah, like over half, the past of billion, the, yep. over the past years. And mm-hmm. to me, it's like it. This is I don't I don't even think like um, clubs cut like most clubs in the Premier League. Like for example, Leicester, right, have that privilege, but they are still trying to cope within ends meet. But Everton have this luxury of cash, but they are still underperforming. So and there, I think recently uh, on YouTube and in the media, right, there's been so much. Um, oppression Against Like the board Of Everton So It's gonna take a lot For a manager To want to manage This club So whoever goes in I think we are all Pretty interested to see Yeah It's gonna take a lot And maybe Someone that Could come in Is Sean Dyche Because he knows How to handle I mean He's a manager hey. Who knows how to Fight relegation
0: So you know, Daishi. you never know, it could be, some,
1: it could be something seems that... seems
0: like yeah. a no-brainer based on where they are, but I think the board is so arrogant in a way that they are already thinking ahead to next season without even focusing on what's at stake now. Because Bielsa doesn't strike me as a short-term thing, you know? Bielsa is like a project manager, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, man, like, just bizarre la. like and, and you talked about vision right i can give you an answer to that it, it goes back to how how can you have a vision when you're changing managers every two years we still have leftovers from like marco silva's reign man if i'm not wrong like like i think calvert lewin was an everton academy player he's still there um yeah, like you probably have a few others who are like stragglers in the reserves, like you know, your Yeri Minas, Michael Keynes, all these like, mm-hmm. just extravagant transfer fees that ultimately amount to nothing. Gray Gray was from the Rafa era. And arguably, yeah, like yeah, Gray yeah. costs nothing and is arguably like the most yeah. exciting player. <laughs> yeah. Just says a lot lah.
3: I think I they th- need their trip here.
0: <laughs> You're right la wait, But wait, I think is, that's is a luxury man Right now I think I that not
4: they need Everton. Like an Eddie Howe right They, they, they need the trenches, man. Someone yeah. like Like Ten Hag To come in and Like that kind of manager To come in and Clear the dead wood You know just and get Move rid- your ass so. No just sell Just wait, is, just come in is, and is sell Is
2: Townsend still in Everton? He is He just doesn't <laughs> get a sniff Oh wait Is he like cropped or what?
0: Nah I just don't think He's favoured oh. I mean if the new manager Comes in you might see him Reappear you know how it is right Yeah But uh Yeah man like It's It's a It's a, it's a dire situation la. It's Like I said The only way they stay up if it's, Is if somehow There are three worse teams Than them And like I think Everton have been We're gonna wrap soon but Most of the spotlight Is on Everton Just because They are Probably the biggest name In that mix But if you look at the points, right, it's it's only like two points separating separating them from safety. So if they somehow manage to string two wins together, they're already like leapfrogging everyone. So it's it's a it's a crazy season. Honestly, anyone in that bottom seven could go down. And it wouldn't shock me.
4: But but isn't a team like West Ham also and um, like quite a big team with good players?
0: Hundred percent. But what I said about West Ham, right, is I said if they lost, Moyes would go, right? And I said that because I felt this team was good enough that a new manager could come in and, without changing much, get something out of them. Like, they're just... They're a far better team than what Everton have at the moment. Uh, and I actually the irony is that a guy like Danny Ings would have been perfect for Everton. He, they need goals. Danny Ings, when he's fit, gives you goals, right? So.
2: But Danny Ings is on a mission, tri- dude. He's Sorry, collecting Danny Ings is on the mission. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, collecting all them violet <laughs> and blue infinity yeah, yeah. stones.
0: He almost looks the same in the West Ham kit. You can't tell the difference. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, my guy Danny Ings. Um, but yeah, we are gonna skip Frogwatch Watch this week because I think Everton just pretty much took up the whole <laughs> Frogwatch. Watch. Uh, they are Frogwatch. Watch. Exactly. They they embody everything about Frogwatch. Watch. Um. But thanks to all the guys who came back on, great to have uh, Lionel and Cash back with us. Nate Asash, of course. Uh, hopefully, you can get BK back soon. But to all the listeners who stuck with us for the whole ninety minutes, we appreciate y'all. Uh, we'll be sure to tag whoever we've mentioned in today's pod, uh, so maybe they can get a listen. And who knows, FKB might go global, viral. In a that would be sick. But yeah, thanks everyone. Hope you had a good rest. If you're living in Singapore and we'll catch you in the next episode. Take care.